0: Hey guys, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Once Bitten Podcast, and joining me today is another pleb. You may be following him already on Twitter. If you are not, go find Glenn Hoddle, possibly the best name on Twitter, and we get into why that is for those of you who do not know who Glenn Hoddle is. It's very much a Britcoiner thing, and uh, you'll find out why. Glenn is great fun to follow. He is an armchair analyst, shall we say. Uh, A lot of fun and uh, really enjoyed getting into his rabbit hole story and just talking with uh, another Bitcoiner as these plebisodes turn out to be very popular. Uh, I'll keep on doing them throughout the year. So before we go into the show, I want to give the usual shout out to CoinFloor, who are based in the UK. That is a UK Bitcoin-only exchange. That's coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. You can go start stacking your sats. And if you are across the pond in the US, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten is the service you want to go over and head um, and start your your stack and sats journey over there or continue stacking sats with uh with a different service they have you covered they are in every state and both of these companies as i've said before are bitcoin only and have your best interests at heart and urge you to dollar cost average into this and learn as you go Uh, one last shill for my own book choose life You can find it on Amazon. I am going to work on an audio version this year. I've been getting more and more requests for people to learn more about it. So appreciate that. Let's get into this show with Glenn. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you after the show. And it's another plebisode or plebcast. I don't know what what the plebs are calling these, but uh, I'm joined by Glenn Hoddle from Bitcoin Twitter. Nice to have you here, Glenn.
1: Nice to be here. Thank you. And unfortunately, I am the pleb version of Glenn Hoddle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Which which brings us to the
0: question, right, Lauren? Okay.
2: (laughs) So my question is... why did you decide to put your name as in Glenn Hoddle Why didn't you choose a different name
1: well and
0: and, and for context <laughs> Lauren doesn't really know no who Glenn yeah. is, and
1: most <laughs> people don't and, and i I think it's my like it is my profile on Twitter is um, mm. a niche joke or a niche pun sorry uh and it it, it is because it's you, you need to know several different things for it to for it to work um but I'm not sure. Firstly, are you familiar with the term hodl? Have you heard of that word?
2: <laughs> yeah, isn't he the guy who made Bitcoin or something? Like <laughs> a group of people? Or oh, the no,
1: that, or no. The that, that's so, Satoshi. So that's Toshin, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, right. That's Satoshi. That's so, right. So, hodl, right. hodl's an
1: old, old meme that predates me. I'm not even sure. I should have looked up when this was, like 2013, 14 or something. And I think it, it comes from the old Bitcoin talk. Um, forum which is where people used to hang out before Bitcoin Twitter and, and I think a guy I'm not sure exactly when it was the price had tanked or something and this particular guy got very drunk and he wrote this kind of ranty post about I'm not going to sell I don't care what's going to happen you're not going to get my coins um, and instead of writing, I am holding as the subject. I think he wrote, I am huddling. He got the D and the L the wrong way around. And like very quickly, if you read the messages, <laughs> there's someone that goes, ah, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great meme. We're huddling, we're huddling. So that's the first part of why I'm called Glenn Hoddle. The second part of why I'm called Glenn Hoddle is, uh, Actually, there's three parts to this. <laughs> the, the, the second part is this whole uh, whole thing about uh, how you even pronounce HODL. And, and, and a couple of years ago, so recently we've had the how do you pronounce pleb, which is pleb as we say it, like English people. Um, but Americans kind of think it's plebe because I think that's how they say it at school. But a few years ago, there was the whole same conversation about HODL and it was whether it's HODL or HODL and around about this time very long story short i was trying to find myself a new strap line i was like it's hoddle as in glen hoddle the footballer who was who who happened to play for my team tottenham uh, in the 70s and 80s and um and yeah that was basically how it happened <laughs> i was like it's hoddle glen hoddle it came to me and i changed my profile from from what it was before to that and uh, that's a very long-winded way of explaining <laughs> that it's that it's a joke based on a Bitcoin term and a football term.
0: Yeah, I love it as well. And I remember yeah. I think like the first time you either followed me or commented or retweeted or liked or something, I saw the name, I'm like, that's genius. That is absolutely genius. Yeah. And
1: um And I yeah, get a big it.
0: fan of Glenn Hoddle, not a not a fan of Tottenham <laughs> at all. But, you
1: know, we can go we can't please road. everyone, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, I, I get it. About it, it's it's probably speeding up, but it used to be about once a month. I would get like a random person would go, "Genius, the best name!" And you saw Safe even said it recently, Safety. But, um, Safe. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know. He he said, yeah, and I I, I need yeah. to I need to print this out or put it on a mug or something. Um, the best name on crypto Twitter or Bitcoin Twitter, I think he's in, but, uh, yeah, when you know, you know, but if you don't know, people just think I'm Glenn and I hoddle. Um, and <laughs> then recently it. I
0: had Chris Waddle
1: yes. uh, follow me and I'm like, oh, I got to introduce these guys. So we've been quite, uh, we've he's... become kind of friends on, on Twitter and, <laughs> well, uh, you yeah, Chris, so. well, yeah, best duo having, ever. having been <laughs> pop star buddies, um, and, yeah, he's, he's a very <laughs> cool guy. He's, I think we're about the same age. I think we've got very similar kind of uh, backgrounds. He's not a Tottenham fan, unfortunately. Um, but uh, there we go. And for context for the American audience,
0: um, Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle were very famous British footballers. Um, turned very bad. Very
1: amateur pop stars. <laughs>
0: but- <laughs> and Glenn Hoddle even um, managed the national team. Um, he did. Spectacularly badly. And he, uh, for, uh,
1: he, he introduced, uh, what is it, like fortune telling or faith healing or something to the squad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Questionable, yeah. but still a nice guy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he looks. We're, we're all a bit worried about him recently with his heart. So, uh, yeah.
0: Right. But, yeah. yeah I, I've not. I've hopefully, not he looks that, after so. himself. Yeah. Mm. Well, Lauren, we've, we've, we've bleated <laughs> on about. Glenn yeah there, a and bit, i but.
2: had no idea what you're doing.
1: and you're still <laughs> go, okay. go away and google him he spells his name slightly differently from h-a-d-l um but yeah
0: it, it's definitely it's, worth for, for anyone go watch him play like youtube yeah. some of his goals um you know I- incredible
1: he was one of glenn, the best one of the greatest mm-hmm.
2: when you said glenn i thought you meant like one of my teachers i was like no. Glenn listens to your podcast. There, okay. there are
0: other people in the world called Glenn, yeah. um, including not this person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Who's>
1: <laughs> I'm the pretend pretend Glenn. <laughs> He's yes. a pretend Glenn.
0: Do you have any Bitcoin-related questions for pretend Glenn? Uh, mm. I know what you could <laughs> ask him. Oh, go on. I, no, go on. We, we, were we, about do, to
1: we do have one other thing in common, actually which is that we're both mm-hmm. fans of Sharmory, right? Because I have, yeah, Sharmory or shamari oh, d- oh, let's oh, not talk oh, about no, pronunciation. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, Scott, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I actually don't know because it's based on the, the hashing thing. So it maybe is a shaft, but I call it shamari It's Shat, it's Shat. Uh, yeah, that's how Armory. Scott pronounces it, but uh, Yeah, yeah. because um, yeah, I have two little girls as well, and we, we play the shamari game together, so wow. And uh, famously, it it replaced the Frozen Two memory game that uh, they had before. (laughs) Before we got, you might have been. I think you were one of the first to claim the free code. I found the code at the bottom of the uh, Spotify description. I yeah. thought
2: you said coat. I was no like, codes.
1: <laughs> so on, on on a lot of the
0: episodes, I yeah I you hide put coats
2: and a code, mm-hmm. and the, if the people find it, then you send Shamari, the game. Of Shamari. Yeah. Well, Scott sent it to
1: them yeah. all yeah, the way Scott. from. Where did they come from? America, Canada? Yeah, yeah. America. Yeah. yeah, San Diego.
0: Oh no, I haven't docked Scott. Oh, I, yeah. um, <laughs>
1: no, I think he's fairly open with codes? it. Yeah. I have
2: got a question for Daddy. How many people has found the codes?
0: How many people have found the codes? I think Scott gives me five codes at a time. And I think that's happened probably around three times. So maybe about 15. mm, Yeah, maybe 12 to 15 people might have claimed. I know Knut has found one of the the codes before. Yes.
2: Um,
0: But I don't know about anyone else, to be honest.
2: Does Knut have a child?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i forgot
0: yeah there you go so these guys play um shamari as well yep and it's great fun it's, it's it is I, yeah, it's a brilliant game i learned really i learned from Shamory. yeah um
2: uh, like attacking the blockchain
0: yeah i yeah. already knew about that oh but come
2: um, on. i yeah. never knew about that <laughs> i never knew you could attack the blockchain
1: i know that little I never red knew that I was devil with this thing right well, who do you think it is,
0: Lauren? Whenever you roll that red devil, who do you guys say? Oh no!
2: Either the governments or the people who do not like Bitcoin. Or they think it's uh, Calvin. Or they think it's like a trick, a, tri- a trick, yeah. a yeah. trick, Sorry.
0: Yeah, they think that. Yeah, they yeah. think it's a trick. Or yeah,
2: or people who who are like,
0: uh, yeah, I, unfortunately, misinformed people or um, people with, um,
1: but it's futile. They're never gonna it do it. Really. It's too much, too much hash power. Hmm.
0: Okay, Jenny. More questions?
2: Yeah, I got a question. Oh, okay, so my question is: Do you sta- 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 stack, stack, okay, stack, stack, every sats? week?
1: I try my Does best. That... I've I've just moved house, as your dad knows, which uh, mm. which makes it hard <laughs> because I <laughs> I stack paint pots and things like that at the moment instead. Um, but, uh, yes, I try my best. There was, there was a, I went through a couple of months last summer when I stacked daily. Um, I, I, I tend to try and stack, I hold as little fiat currency as I can, put it that way. So, uh, anything that's left at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, I tend to convert to Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah, I do my best. Always stacking. Always stacking. I right, want stacking. Alright, you wanna say goodnight?
2: Wait, I got a question for you.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Do you always stack?
0: Do I always stack? Yeah, do you stack? Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Okay, I think um, that's my question's done.
0: With with yeah, several yeah. different several different avenues. Mm. So, stacking away. This Happy. is
2: this is the best because when Caitlin isn't here I can ask how many questions I want. <laughs> but when she's here I can't.
1: No. Alright then. Mm-hmm. Well, say goodnight to Glenn.
2: Yeah okay good night see ya good nice night. to meet you
1: the most Happy famous interviewer on uh, bitcoin podcast
0: she'll have her own <laughs> one pretty that soon it. that seems to be the uh, the so. rally I cry from so. the hodlers yeah you know, they
2: want to kick daddy out
1: <laughs> yeah excellent
0: <clears throat> excuse me Right, mate. So this this has been it's been great setting this up. Obviously yeah. we had to we had to wait a little while um for you to move.
1: Yep, yeah. Uh,
0: another pleb episode, another brick coiner, which is uh, uh Ticking great to all see. ticking all the boxes. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh,
1: and they've been great for from, from from one pleb to another. I've 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 enjoyed listening to, to some normies. Um and I hope I hope I can be as interesting and as entertaining as, as some of the others. The uh the the Bitcoin clips guy was a particular uh particular highlight. I really enjoyed that. It was it just happened to drop one morning where I was like needed to walk into town where I was in in London before uh, to to buy some breakfast and it was like perfect. I I've got a 1 hour podcast for a 1 hour journey and uh yeah. He's a he's a talented guy. So it was good fun. Excellent. No, oh, it's so great,
0: to. so great to get that feedback as well yeah. because you never know who's going to listen or in what yeah. um, situation or how it's going to affect them. But yeah, hopefully, um, what what are you necking? Um, I
1: I have got because I've just uh, as I was telling you, move move back to my motherland of Sussex down on the south coast. I've I went and bought some uh, some local brews. So this is this is actually an American. Beer, american pale ale but right. bre- brewed by the Longman brewery in in uh wherever they are in littlington east sussex so it's uh down on the south downs it's um the long man is actually this uh dude that was cut cut into the chalk like years and years ago actually and they're right they're right at the bottom of that so um uh, yeah i haven't had their beers for, for probably a couple of years i tend to have them my my dad's always got a fridge full of them but i don't get to go to them my parents very often lately <laughs> given yes. the given the lockdown rules that we have so uh yeah it's uh it's been nice to nice to try well, them out yeah
0: cheers mate i'm drinking What'll a um a premium german lager uh <laughs> H- H- hubertus uh so um
1: very good. There you go.
0: Yeah, it, I, I picked it up because I don't know if you can see on the label there. It's got a nice looking citadel for a uh, a badge. So, oh yeah, he looks was, pretty. JS Bark. That's that's what that's what drew me to it. Yeah. Anything with a citadel on is, is getting picked. Yeah. up. Yeah. So where did you start learning about Bitcoin? Let, let's said... let's dive. Yeah, let's dive straight into, into, into
1: that. it. The hard question. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's um, so when you first when you first asked me about this, I started thinking back about my about my journey in, in Bitcoin, and um, it's um, I think I think like most most people um, who who I guess have gone through the the the, the, the journey of <laughs> you know from start to maybe hodler. I I, um, I had a few near misses at the start. And and I think if when I when I think back, my my first near miss was a proper near miss, which was in 20, when was it twenty twelve, early twenty twelve. Actually, went to a, uh, a a conference and it was just start. I had a I had a startup at the time, um, and we went to this this event up in uh, in Sheffield, and Simon Dixon. Put on a little, um, a little side kind of show in a in a. It, it was away from the main conference, and it was it was talk. It was actually about crowdfunding, and because this was one of the the ways we were thinking of funding this startup. And um, so I met Simon Dixon, and and sort of got chatting to him, and was friends with him. or not friends, connected to him on LinkedIn, and DM'd him a bit, but he never through all of that i never found out about bitcoin through him so i'd met this like who who is now a proper although he seems to be going down the richard Hart route lately so hopefully he uh, he <laughs> comes back from the brink of that but uh, but yeah i that was my first touch and but i never found out about bitcoin through him the um the first time i really met or, or found out about bitcoin was actually that i think it was that christmas that um, that one of the investor. Eventually, we got some investors in this in this startup, uh, and one of them sent me some Bitcoin for Christmas, like as a little kind of email gift thing. Um, and I um, kind of did all the right things. I think I I it was it was I don't actually know what the service was. I can't I haven't got the old emails, but I what I did was. Collected it off and sent it out to a. a I think I actually initially sent it out to blockchain, the 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 blockchain scammy service. But I, we uh, I then kind of took it took it back out of there and 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 held it myself and encrypted all the the keys and things. And this was in sort of back back quite um, in 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 the days where there was a, wasn't a lot to, to of information out there about Bitcoin. Mm. Um, But uh, I um, stuck it away and didn't think much more about it. And this guy, he said, oh, I I think I remember talking to him the next year and he was like, maybe it will be interesting for your startup. You can kind of um, use it for payments and things. But forgot about it really until 2017. So this was like from (laughs) 2013 or 2012 to 2017 were like my complete dark ages of Bitcoin. And I had some all this time. Um, and and I think actually why what happened was it sort of coincided with the Mount Gox thing, which I maybe or maybe didn't know about. And I've got a few emails of me trying to buy a bit more where I, I sort of signed up to Coinbase, I think back in 2013. And it was really hard. It was really hard to actually get your money into an exchange from the UK even until 2017, to be honest, um, so I'd, I I kind of missed out on the hundred dollar, three hundred dollar Bitcoin or whatever it would have been until 2017, um, right at the start of the year. And an old colleague just ran. He was actually texting me because he was a contractor and he was seeing if the the place I worked had any roles for him. And he just sort of said, "Oh, by the way, have you have you seen the price of Bitcoin lately?" Um, I was like, oh yeah, and I read about it, and I tried a few times, and I think I've got some somewhere, but you know, never really worked. But I was on the train home from London. Um, I actually lived down here that back then, and um, for some random reason, I just got on my phone and tried to buy some Bitcoin on that journey, and found this um this this exchange called uh, Solidy, who are who are still going in the UK. And managed to buy 0.05 Bitcoin for 50 pounds back at the very start of 2017, which is funny, actually, because I think that's what that's almost exactly the same amount. I think it might be the same amount that the, the Bitcoin Clips chap uh, bought. And and that kind of got me off zero. And that was so then, you know, 2017 was a ride and we can probably dig into that what happened. But that was the start of my journey getting off zero and for the second time with my real, from my own money. Um, But you still, you still have the ones you were, you were given. I do. I've not saved. Save. And I, I I recovered it. So, so that's a fun one. So actually I didn't, uh, what I did back in, back in 2013, I did it. I, I, um, it was actually a, uh, an Android app, I think. Um, So I transferred this, what I, what I actually thought was 0.1 of a Bitcoin, um, or what are we, 10 million Satoshis, as we would call it now, um, onto this thing. I put it on the email. I was like, important encrypted keys. Um, and then it was like much later in 2017, that I was like, oh, I should probably try and recover those because by then, you know, I had my own and I would pulled them out onto a Trezor. And actually, I was wrong. It was like point zero one, but it was, it was, it was still. Now it's a, it's a decent amount. But yeah, given the fact that I have not yet sold a single Bitcoin uh, for for fiat, I still have them. It, everything's been accumulated and, and sort of snowballed on the way. So so they're still there, and I can't remember exactly who it was that gave them to me. So um, you know, whoever that was, I still think they're a fairly important thing because I don't, I don't think if it if it wasn't for that first touch that the the second touch from the colleague who said you know are you have you seen what's going on with the bitcoin price in 2017 i'd have probably been like yeah whatever you know written it off but uh yeah it, it piqued my interest enough to to really give me a determined look at it so and it was fortuitous timing i think back then yeah
0: but you're right. It was so difficult to to buy back in those days. Mm. Uh, when I started looking around trying to figure out how to buy it in uh, 2015, it took me ages to figure it out.
1: Ages, and I can't yeah. remember why it was so difficult. Um, I think I think it was the services. Just, I mean, even like I know I know we sit here now in 2021 and sound like we're. Our own little OGs, or but actually, the it was really hard. Even in 2017, I had to from the UK because Coinbase didn't even have; um, they weren't hooked into the UK banking system in 20 like until really late into 2017. Right. So, what I had to do was, I, I, there was this um, sort of neobank thing called Fire. And I could send a payment from my UK bank to Fire, and I think they're Irish. They're an, like, an Irish bank, and I could send it to them. They would exchange it to euros for free, like or, or you know, no real fee. And then from there, I could exchange it to um, Coinbase as euros, and I was mm-hmm. buy so I was buying in euros. And and that was yeah that was that was late 2017 it was like that so to 2030 yeah I mean I, I'm not even sure it was realistic I think I think the, the 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 only good way to buy in the sort of in sort of 2013 2014 was um, meeting people down the park and stuff like that with with cash and maybe you know maybe maybe a good thing I don't, I'm not even sure how Mt. Gox worked I don't know how how you got cash to Mount Gox but um, it's probably yeah, and, probably a good thing I never found out.
0: No, not exactly. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and I've just called up Coinfloor, and they've been going since two thousand twelve, and so I don't know why it was so just miss difficult them. for them.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, because I was looking around for different services, I ended up going with Kraken and, and facing the same problems as you did. Because even in those days, um, they didn't. Accept, they did not accept sterling. No. So it's, you had to find an intermediary and then I think I used Revolute if I yeah. remember rightly. If Revolut were around then, my goodness, <laughs> I can't remember. There was like two or three hops yeah. to get from sterling to US dollars to... No, I I'd, originally I'd been using a firm in, in Singapore. Um, but then when I left yeah. Singapore, poor uh everything was tied all the 2fa was tied to a singaporean mobile number and that just all just went tits up Uh, yeah that was a nice luckily there was nothing traps on it but um i i'd had everything off and this you had to be really
1: determined you had to be really really determined
0: yeah yeah call call me lucky yeah yeah try like you know lucky
2: princey
1: uh, yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: like um like you as well right you know people down the pub oh yeah well you know you're just lucky lucky what do you mean i was hunting around for a place and then i had to like exchange from pounds to euros and use these people over here and goodness knows it could have all broken and every
1: time you would you were like oh you know they could just reject like this random irish bank could say yeah i'm not gonna you know (laughs) i'm not gonna pass your money on and I don't think they do anymore, actually. You know, most most you know, a lot of banks genuinely are making it harder for people to, to, to get money onto onto exchanges. And it's 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 not easy. It's just not easy being a bitcoiner. <laughs> and, and and our friends will always think, Oh, you got lucky, but no, there's there's and we, we're seeing it again, and I've been reminded the last month has reminded me of how hard 2017 was because it's just uh, twitter has turned into an onslaught of fud of of like we you know what there, there was this list in the last week right of of mm. like what we've had what we've had come out and it's yet you know Janet Yellen most recently and and it, you know the uh, I forget I'm useless with names, but you know, the hedge fund the hedge fund guy's the classic one. The, the 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 chap that uh you know he his uh, SEC permit or whatever is not gonna pass until the end of January and he's he's trying desperately to suppress the price seemingly by going on CNBC and saying the top is in. And you know, it is 2017 was was I think I think a lot of people look at the 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 yearly candle from 2017 and the yearly candle from 2017 looks ridiculous because it starts at 1000 and it ends at 19000 but actually like and and this is so so my first buy in 2017 was on the 4th of January um and I uh, I know that because it was like the first working day. It happened to be the day that, the, the the four years exactly before you messaged me to come on the show, <laughs> and literally the next day, the price dropped by twenty percent, and then the next day it was another ten percent, and it stayed there for. I mean, I think it had a bit of a recovery in February, but it it f- essentially stayed in the so it was this was a, it was just above a thousand pounds when I bought I think. So about twelve hundred dollars or eleven $1, hundred dollars, and it, it didn't get back there until about April or May sort of time. So see, you know, this year has gone sort of the same. We, we, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But but twenty seventeen really the 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 price gains didn't really come until all of the B cash stuff ended, and that was you know, and and the whole of that year was just. Seemingly designed to try and stop people holding on to their Bitcoin. Because it was like, should I move it into Bcash? Should I take it off and put it into cash? And, you know, it it was, uh, and you had Roger Ver doing his stuff. And now we just got different versions of the same games, really, which, you know, I don't, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist. But it does seem like too much of a coincidence that all of 2018 and 2019, it was kind of silent and nice, nice in the world of crypto Twitter where, you know, people got on and you had the, you know, Tales from the Crypt guys, Marty telling you to stack sass and American HODL just getting everyone to... Push on to six point one five. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a nice place, and then suddenly you're reminded how how hard, like it's it's harder to be a Bitcoiner in a bull market. Perversely.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're right. the The FUD has been annoying as fuck. It's just yeah. been it's it's just been so bad, and it's coming at all angles, like the Tether. Uh, it's the same ones.
1: The yeah. other one's the same the, the 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 environment's the same and yeah
0: so hold on if you're listening just huddle on and you know sell through it keep stacking because yeah we we have been here before um don't get shaken out that that's definitely the the message
2: yeah.
0: and yeah, definitely go follow american hoddle because he'll he'll hold you to account that's for sure and he he's
1: he did a he he did a great job you know and i don't he he sort of did for me at least he came out of the blue a bit i guess you know 18 months ago 2 years ago i'm not sure when he when he kind of came to prominence on 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 twitter but um yeah the this, and and you know on your show and the other podcast and some of the story you know the stories of selling his car to buy a moped and and, and stuff like that it, this is like that's what it takes you know you, you your job in a your job in a bear market is to get as accumulate as much as you can and in the bull market it's to just hold the fuck on like you say, and (laughs) and ignore and literally just ignore everything because if you could if you could take everyone back and relive that kind of 2017 of, of of like um the the you know you had all the b cash fork stuff and then you had the um new york agreement bit and all of that and it really i don't think it really resolved itself until November. And then there was just this massive blow off top. And then it was kind of it for three years. And it's, it's just, it's uh, a, it's an onslaught, but it's, um, you've got to remind yourself why we're here. We're not, you know, the, 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 you're never going to change the fact that there's 21 million Bitcoin and there's 7 billion people and you want to get your allocation now. And not in twenty years time, or ten years time, or however long it's really going to take. So,
0: yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, what what draws me to your tweets is you put out some some ballsy price predictions, which yeah. is uh, always fun to see. Uh, and you start you you were nailing it. Was it back in was it November? I think you'd called like you'd called Friday, Monday, Thursday, or something, and I was like, yeah.
2: Jesus. What, what is How's going he doing on? this?
1: So that was a fun one. That that was like I don't even know where that came from. In all honesty, apart from I'd been had a few beers, a bit like tonight, <laughs> and 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 I was just like, yeah, let's just let's just try and put something out. And and you know, I don't I don't trade, so I don't actually kind of. Um, Necessarily gain from any of these things that I put out, but I do. Ha- I have sort of learned to to spot patterns, and and I'll let you into a secret about that that tweet I put out. And and I will, you know, I think I think it was something like eleven k tonight, twelve k on Tuesday, and thirty k by Christmas. Oh, I I don't know, you know, twenty twenty four k by Christmas. And then, culminating in about 250k by next summer, or next next autumn. Sorry. And um, yeah, you know, the 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 first bit of that tweet that that those price predictions were more of the more of a punt because they were just like it looks like it's going in this direction, and we might get there. And there's this if you look at that thread, there's a whole thing where I was like, no, I've got this wrong because Monday morning's been and gone but actually i think technically we hit it monday morning in new york or something like that so i was like yeah here we go i'm claiming that but the second half of that all of the longer term price predictions were all based on the plan b stock to flow kind of trying to trying to move them off of the the kind of pretty dots that he does which are great and and sort of saying you know we're just going to we're just going to nail that because that's That was another bit of FUD really. That was probably, if, if any FUD that we had through the bear market, it was that, because he, you know, Plan B came out with that that model, um, you know, when really no one was talking about the Bitcoin price. And suddenly you got this guy who's saying, well, I think it's gonna be 55 based on this model but actually I've got this other way of calculating it that says it's a hundred. And actually I've got this third way of calculating it. that's 288 and, and everyone's just like, ah, this is crazy talk. It's never going to happen. But you know, he, he, um, I'm, I'm, I wasn't very good at statistics, but I, I kind of did enough to know that, um, often like, Coincidences don't often occur three times, and and for me the thing about that model was that um, you know if you took the first two years or something of of, of price data of um, of Bitcoin price data, you could pretty much map out with this whatever it was ninety eight percent certainty uh, about where the price is going, and I'm just like you, you know however amount of and and the the arguments against it were weak. They were like, Oh, it's technically like not statistically, you know, it doesn't fit into some sort of technical merit of, of, of mathematics or whatever. But I'm just like, sometimes you just got to look through that and just say the chances of this being wrong or, or the chances of this being right are greater than the chance of being wrong. And that was kind of where I sat. And, and, and it was that, 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 American Hoddle and the fact that you know I had a had a year or two of of being having a bit of surplus cash really helped me stack a lot in 2018 2019 because yeah it just seems it it just and and it's bearing out you know even even though in the last month well it isn't even the last month. I think we're, <laughs> we're all sat here at the end of January. I don't know when this is going to yeah. be out. Go, going like, oh my god, it's like the price is a bit bearish because it's fallen twenty percent, but it's also up twenty percent since a month ago or whatever. So yeah, it's we're we're tracking that, and it's um, yeah, it, it it it's it all seems to be going in that direction. And I think I hit one one of those price points were was forty k by Easter, and and we hit it on the you know 15th of january or something like that didn't we so yeah i'm fairly confident i'm going to have three more green ticks on that so yeah Yeah. fingers crossed
0: mate (laughs) but um and you use uh trading view pretty effectively and uh, i think uh on our original discussion when i when i reached out um to discuss coming on the on the show i asked you I, I just said, you know, what markets are you in? You're like, I'm not in any markets. What are you talking
1: about? That was before. I, that was earlier. Was that a, was actually that quite was, a while ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and because um, we'd had this whole discussion about you, you you, and my dad worked in the same, well, you worked for the same company for a bit. At some it, point. it turns we, out. Yeah, yeah. It turned in out. Different not that
0: we have Desks and things we, like, we, that we like that. We never met and different desks. And uh, yeah, so you, you, your dad was in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh but y- you you have not been or no
1: not. so i never clearly I know, have I've, clearly have portrayed, but... portrayed this kind of yeah and i don't and i don't think of myself as that you know i think of myself as a very kind of classic uh amateur <laughs> amateur investor just trying to trying to um yeah i i I can't even remember because my yeah my my dad worked in the city. He was a broker. He um, worked, you know. I don't think he was really that interested in personal finance. You know, he did he did it as a job because it was. There's there's a good story about um, he, um. So he got fired from a building site. He worked in. He used to work on a building site. He got fired from this building site because one of his mates pretended to throw him off the top of it. And they were like, right, well, <laughs> you know, you you're, you're out. Um, and and I think is he he had already met my mum at that point, and they were they went down to the job centre and they had these two jobs. And I think it was a lot easier than getting a job is today. And they were like, well, you can have this one job in merchant banking, uh, or mer- no merchant shipping or something like that. it was ship ship shipbroker or something like that. And 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 one of them in this um, money-broking job, which you, you probably know better than me what that even is. And I've never been yes. able to really understand what it was he did. Um, and he basically just, they, they had the same salary, but the money-broking one gave him uh, luncheon vouchers. So he took that and he, he went off and did that. And he did it for like 30 years and, you know, seemed to <laughs> pay the way and we had a nice life and, and kind of nice holidays and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I always remember him saying, I'm never going to let you go and work in the city. You're not going to do that. And and I I went down a completely different path. Um, but yeah, in my, in my sort of, I guess, late twenties, early thirties, something like that, I got a bit interested in, in personal finance. And, and that's where, that's where the Bitcoin journey came from, because I was looking for things to invest in and and it, it all just seemed, um, uh, this this is particularly well i was i was i was doing the whole kind of passive um portfolio thing you know i had i had the kind of bits of the s&p 500 and the FTSE and some emerging markets and things like that but then when 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 you realize what um bitcoin had to offer that it was i gradually scaled out all of that and. In 2017, and 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 don't really hold anything other than Bitcoin-related companies that I have a few of in my pension that I look after myself. Yeah, but um, but no, I've never done it for a living. I'm not sure I would want to. I wouldn't want to necessarily uh, invest other people's money or tell people what to do. You know, I've I've taken a fairly soft approach with the people I know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm happy to do it with my own money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you see the clip I put out on Twitter today? Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my office. That was basically my life. That would happen daily, yeah. whether it was on my desk or somebody else's desk. And your dad, show your dad that. i that I'm, clip I'm because...
1: convinced that would be, and it was obviously in America, wasn't it? That, or it was yeah. an American guy. But uh, mm. but actually, if you if you if you looked at the replies. On the, I think you, re, it was like this. These are brokers; they're not traders. They're and, correct and, yeah. um, and 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 as my dad was a broker as well, and you re, and there's someone else was like going, yeah, you know, it was just a toxic atmosphere. All these board boys and things, and that was that was how he started. He started as a as a board. Well, the equivalent was a board boy, I think. And and I met some of these guys towards the end of his career. I, I used to, I was old enough to to go out drinking with them in London. And uh, and I met some of these these guys who were younger than me back, by then, and they were it was brutal. Like what a horrible horrible place. So I can understand why he didn't want me to to go into that world. Um, but yeah, it's uh...
0: yeah bored boys, man. We we were kept pretty busy. Yeah. It's uh yeah you're on your feet from about yeah 6:30 a.m. to 5:30 p.m. writing every rate up on a whiteboard because yeah. this is before we had yeah the none of the guys even had a computer no they just had their phones and yeah and uh, their speaker boxes uh and there'd be a, a Reuters terminal every second person just to keep an eye on one number, and that was dollar mark. Uh, the, right. the, the 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 desk I was writing uh, working on. Then I, when I moved across the currency options, that's when that's when you just had to fill the numbers in on that bloody whiteboard. And it was the length of the room, the height of the room. You had four pens and a rubber, and people would just be winging shit at you all day because if you missed if you missed a rate, yeah, you know, there yeah. was money on the line. So yeah. you, people would take a shoe off and throw it. At you.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> this is... I can totally understand and you know, my my dad is the most sort of mild man. You know, he's he's a bit, of, he, he's he's got an aggressive streak in him, but he's a very mild person. But I met some of the people he worked with, and I, like I remember this other time, like when when you you were like, oh, I wonder if we know any, like, got any mutual friends, and you know, all of his colleagues were like called Deep Pan and lurch and stuff like that. You know, I don't I actually don't think yep. he ever knew most of their real names and it's you know, they they they're not too uh but a little bit yeah, it it just sound it sounded like a, a tough, tough existence. But um yeah, I'm not sure it's uh I don't even know if it still happens and it. Like it still exists really the what 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 he used to do. But
0: uh the spot markets if if that's what he was in, um they are nothing like they used to be, but the uh, the currency options markets are still pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what is it then that you ended? You, you found yourself
1: doing, or still are doing? So I, yeah, I, I, uh, I sort of I went down a, a, a an interesting road. I, I, uh, I went into electronics engineering actually, not not because I was necessarily good at it, but because um, I wanted to i from from a very young age, I wanted to be a cameraman. I thought this would be a really interesting kind of thing to do be a cameraman make you know not not necessarily like direct movies and I don't even really know why but um but that 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 led me to um doing some work experience with b b c radio uh when I was sort of sixteen and and from there um I actually realized I didn't want to be a cameraman, but I was maybe quite interested in how cameras and audio and stuff like that worked. And, and so I, I I'm actually, one of these seemingly fairly rare people these days who, um, managed to figure out before they went to university, what it was they really wanted to do and then do a course that got them to that point, And then from there actually go and work in it. So, so I've, I worked in electronics and, and I actually now work in software. Um, and it's and it's it's fun, you know. I'm I'm actually I'm not one of these people that says, like, I hate my job. I want it to end. You know, I I think I think there's there's definitely things I'd rather be doing uh, if if I if you remove the kind of uh, um, kind of kind of opportunity cost, I guess, of of, of a salary um, and and. It's one of those things that I hope will will open up to me in the next few years. Is is being able to maybe do something more 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 meaningful to myself. But uh, yeah, I have a great. I, I I enjoy my career. I get to well, I did used to get to travel before before. Uh, oh, it was pretty much this time last year was my last work trip, which is a bit sad. Um, but uh, but yeah, now it's probably realistically a case of get to a point where I'm happy that I've kind of got the fuck you money and, and, and can start, you know, that, that I don't need to work. And at which point I can say, right, I'm going to, I'm going to do something meaningful. And, and I started that, you know, I touched on it with the, with the startup thing, but I, I had this startup, we thought we had this great idea. You know, we, we, we went for probably too niche of a market and, and and couldn't quite make it work, but but it gave me a big taste for kind of what you what you could do, um, I guess if if you had enough time. <laughs> and that and that's what we're basically doing. I always feel like that's what we're doing with Bitcoin is we're 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 buying ourselves time or we're storing up our time or we're saving our time so that we can use it in the future and things like that so
0: yeah i was going to ask you that actually because when you said um electrical engineer that there's such a seems to be a a big percentage of people that come from that background that either like see the network first of all and they're like get it close system understand like
1: that that might be it It, there might be something in that and i don't you know it's it's difficult to know so it's you know i work with a lot of software engineers, and anecdotally, I would say it seems like quite a lot of people that I've worked with have kind of got it. And I think there's another thing that I'm maybe fortunate that I'm the age I am, um, that I'm in this, um, we we referred to as the um, Oregon Trail generation, or the... the, (laughs) There's another one that's like the luckiest or something like that. And we're, we're, we're basically in this no man's land between, uh, Gen X and millennials. So like based on where you put your definition of Gen X and millennial 19, I was born in 1983 and we fit in, we, we kind of fall into either camp and there's like a three or four year period where you're kind of both. And, um, and the reason why it's the Oregon Trail generation is we um, there was this game on the kind of, uh, well, we had it in my school. So my school had one BBC microcomputer, which was this little computer that was made by Acorn, I think. Um, and the BBC sent one to every single school and every primary school and secondary school in the country got this in the UK, got this little computer. And, and you had these massive... Uh, five and a half inch floppy drives, uh, discs, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and one of the games was called the Oregon Trail, and it was it was a it was based on a book, and it was I don't know what it, what it was trying to teach you. It's like an adventure game, and you could kind of make decisions. And I guess what was interesting was it was all about a gold rush. It was like <laughs> they were trying to get from one side of the country to the other to dig up all the gold in Oregon. Um, and and the classic line was that you know your sister died of dysentery um and this was like the the kind of um tagline that this game always got but yeah so so people my age um kind of know this game and and i think uh, to round off this point um we 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 kind of knew life before and after the internet we saw the internet kind of happen we we were probably old enough to be inquisitive enough to go mom dad when can we get the internet you know what's it, it's gonna it's really exciting it's gonna change everything and them going no it's not it's only for murderers and people to learn how to make <laughs> terrorism and pedophiles and all of this and like why would you ever want the internet and and you know so so we we've we basically went through the whole cycle with the internet and now we've got the cycle with the currency and uh and so i think it's probably you know i think there's if you look at it i i do you know and coming back to the other term the luckiest i think we we fall into this camp of we we saw the internet we maybe understand the network effects things you know i kind of remember like the the weeks where The first time I heard about Facebook and we were like, oh, I should probably try out Facebook. And then, you know, a month later you had a hundred Facebook requests and you were like, oh, this is an interesting thing. It's like this network that came out of nowhere and and suddenly it's become massive. and, And then also maybe combine that with hitting the right point in your kind of career where you perhaps got enough cash to actually do something with it and 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 want to want to think about your future and 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 retire not working for the to the end of your life and and all of these things and yeah it's um
0: i often think very, about this mate because i've talked about it before i'm a big fan of the the book the fourth turning yeah and, uh, i haven't read it i need to it's yeah It can be, you know, it's a thick read, if that's the right adjective to use. Uh, You know, it can be slow in some points, but there are so many truths to it. And it's it's, it's well written and it it breaks down like generational um, cycles very, very well. And at the end, there is the script section where it, it tells you, What's going to happen for your generation and your archetype? So it breaks down into generation and then archetype going forward. And there's a lot laid at the feet of Gen Xers. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when I think about that, because that really struck a chord with me, I'm like, "All oh, right, okay. Well, that's my gen. And you know, what am I doing then about that? And then." I think yeah, I'd read. I, I'd I was already buying Bitcoin, and then I read the book, and but Bitcoin hadn't bitten me the way it has now. You know, I, I would say the last eighteen to twenty months that mm. I've. You, it's funny, right? You could spend two or three years in a rabbit hole, just meandering around, like yeah. not 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 getting it. Uh, I went through the 2017 bull run, didn't know really anything, what was going on, the forks, B cash, what's a halving, all of this kind of nonsensical talk, and, you know, yeah. and it seems so laughable now looking back. Um, but, the, you know, it makes you think. How, you know, what is what, what's going to play out? Because there's there's so many great people in the Bitcoin space that are making a difference and can make a difference and will make a difference in, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't see many of them really aspiring to be
1: politicians. No. And it, it's a, it's one of those sort of... I do the same thing. I go down this sort of mental rabbit hole at times. And I, I kind of... It, it, it's hard to be so sure of something. But then also... Um, try to play the whole thing out and say, this is what it's actually going to mean if you're right. And that what what I um, if we're right about this, it's actually kind of we almost don't want it. We don't want to be as right as we think we are. If you're not know I mean. <laughs> because mm-hmm. because there's, a, there's going to be a whole lot of pain before the dawn if that's not too sort of melodramatic way of putting it but because because actually you know a lot of a lot of you know most people don't most most people you know my my i i, I think i put this tweet out that that my um my girlfriend's dad so so christmas before last the like christmas 2019 i um my girlfriend's dad had had kind of mentioned being mainly interested in buying a bit of Bitcoin. He, he'd heard about his stuff. So, uh, you know, and I know I t- I'm, I'm, I'm fairly soft touch with my, I'm, I've never told anyone to buy Bitcoin. I, I've worked with my dad and finally had a little bit of a breakthrough, got, got them off zero, which is better than nothing, but, um, you know, not much more since then, but, um, but I, I bought my girlfriend's dad, um, the Bitcoin standard for Christmas a couple of years ago. And as far as I know, he hasn't read it or he certainly hasn't kind of um, uh, mentioned it at all. But I, I I got this tweet the other week and I can't, what, what article was it? But it was basically, oh, I feel like, I think you should probably read this. And it was just one of those sort of mainstream articles that were like, oh, you know, there's some kind of, I don't think it was the double spend one. It was a bit before that, but it was basically like, you know, someone that didn't know what they were talking about, put something in the Sunday times that, that to, to a, a, a kind of lay person would look like there's this kind of thing in Bitcoin that no one's realized that suddenly means that everything we all thought about, um, wasn't true and it was going to go to zero but it's, you know, we all know it's not because it's what you say, the brainpower, the people that are involved in this, you know, the, there's the, the collective brainpower when you look at people like, say, like Preston, like yourself, like, like, like anyone that, that, that's, that's... We've all committed so much time to trying to find the reasons why Bitcoin shouldn't work. And no one has found it. Not even like unironically. Like we cannot find a reason why it wouldn't be wouldn't play out now. And the pro- the problem is that if it does, and it and and the, the the thing that really keeps me up at night at the moment is is the is the Weimar um, chart because you realize how quickly hyperinflation hit Weimar. The Weimar Republic in 1923 or whatever, you know, because it was like gradually and then suddenly it was like it was bubbling for a few years. And then in the course of a year, it kind of 100x. And actually, if you just put, but you know, just put, to get myself a bit pumped for, for coming on this call, I was watching Michael Saylor talk about, well, he was on, he was on uh, Laura Shin. You know, there was just this little clip on Laura Shin's show. And he was like, Laura, I don't know if you're just like winding me up with this, but I've got to tell you, if I'm in Argentina, I'm not thinking, oh, when am I going to just get back out of the US dollar into my Argentina pesos or (laughs) whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking that, you know, there is, there's no, it's a one way street, you know, and, and, and that's the problem is that it's the people that are going to be left behind. It's going to be hard work and we you know you you hope that it happens gradually enough that that it's sort of been disseminated enough that that we can sort of help out our families and things like that and but yeah it's going to be if if it happens as quickly as the internet kind of tipped it's probably going to be pretty jarring should we say <laughs>
0: man all right there's a couple of thin couple of things i want to go on here mm. um one okay uh i'll come i'll come back to this um right okay first of all uh <laughs> yes uh the articles we've we touched on it earlier about the fud um i i'm, I'm getting uh texts uh as well with with links to fud articles um the the best one is my dad who i don't know he must have had a, a, a an iphone for like nine months you know first one ever right it's it, you know yeah. just gone straight to that and as took a snapshot of the Daily Mail, he was reading the the Daily Fail, as it's very well known. Yeah, <laughs> and did you see they rolled out last week? This was just last week. They rolled out the guy that wants to. He's, he's petitioning the council. Oh, to, the, the guy roll, in Wales. Like, yeah, and yeah. I
1: had that as well. You know, and it was like, oh, and the, that that was the one. It was this this was the article. It was the other one about the guy who's got, like, two goes left at unlocking That's his... Right. So not the one right. that you're talking about, but, yeah, he's got two yeah. goes left at unlocking his hard drive. But he's just an idiot. If you do that, I'm afraid, I'm sorry. And if you throw your hard drive into the tip, you're also an idiot. Um, and and the, it sort of goes to show that, you know, the, in some ways, these guys were in too early. You know, they were, they were in before they knew really what, what it was and what they had. And um, and it's sad, but I guess they make good stories. But you're yeah, right.
0: <laughs> they 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 don't stop doing the rounds, and it's just annoying. And when it, it's this this is where we get the term Maxi's from, right? Yeah, it's because we're so sick and tired of the fucking bullshit. We've heard it all, we've seen it all, we've researched it all. It's all been so stripped back down to the bare bones of being total bullshit yeah. that don't keep bringing me this crap like oh yeah but you know but why like you, you know what I don't, I don't have the time to explain it to you go and read a book yeah. go and listen to a podcast go and do your oh you just your your you know and mike green was on a podcast on on grant williams podcast the end game with, with nick carter We had a pretty decent bit debate but Mike kept just trying to bring it back to terrorism yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's is against the state. And in in the most intellectual way that I've ever heard anybody, you know, do it. But at the end of the day, it's still like the terrorism FUD. You know, it's like...
1: I think no. I think it comes back to if you can... If you can accept maybe... Let me think about this. Two things. If you, if you can accept that the 21 million cap is never going to change which is one that comes back all the time you know we've had it like it's gonna which, it's gonna which oh, francis you Coppola know, can't
0: accept Fra- francis yeah you know,
1: <laughs> she's just like yeah oh my God. The, the the developers can decide whenever they want or the miners can decide no one can decide because i've got a raspberry pi in the corner of my house that contributes to the fact that that's never going to change you know so if you can if you can get your mind over accepting that fact and then if you can also accept the fact that you've got a thing that is therefore provably scarce that i can send to you or to my mom or to the other side of the world you know even even actually just from my like the experience of selling a house you know yeah, you, you know, you've got mm. it takes hours for the money to to go from from the buyer to the next buyer to the next buyer all down a chain that to the point where people are really stressed at the end of the day whether or not the money is going to and they're going to be able to move into their house you can do that whole thing people call the bitcoin network slow but you can have that in like 20 minutes you can be like i've sent any house in the world's worth of value you know so if you can do those two things if you can accept that it's scarce that that's not going to change and and that something that's scarce is inevitably going to become valued by people because that's the other argument it's like why you know it's just it's it's a it's nothing. Why would anyone value it? You know, it's not based on anything. If, but but we've got all these lessons from history that actually see. You know, whatever we can decide is scarce, we can decide has value, and it's seashells or it's salt or it's you know gold, rocks, whatever it might be. Then it's hard to see why it wouldn't happen. You know, and I guess that's why we're, we're talking about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And and the other point I wanted to to, um, to touch on was the, uh, the the amount of we it's not been talked about enough. Actually, like we, we you know we're Q one right now. There are going to be so many companies loading up on this that um, we have no idea about. Yeah, and something an article dropped today about the Ivy League schools in the U.S. accumulating Bitcoin directly from exchanges. That's the first time I've seen that. I I know they've gone into like alternative uh, or diversified crypto funds in the past, um, but certainly not have I ever seen any article saying Ivy Leagues are, are going directly to exchanges and pulling Bitcoin off them. And that's brilliant. Uh, and who does Nuriel work for again? Because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the best really, meme. You know,
1: and the, 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 the I don't know, the... And they must have existed, you know. You could probably go back and dig out a hundred people that said the internet will never work, and they mm-hmm. they almost stake their career or reputation on these. And these people, I don't know why you'd talk out about Bitcoin at this stage, because you know it's like you just keep your mouth shut, <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> because you might you're probably going to be wrong, and if you're not wrong, then then you know is it really worth risking your reputation on so yeah it's um but that's where the whole game theory comes into and that's the most beautiful part of it It, it, it's like it's oh yeah the other one you know like i say when i was trying to get myself pumped for this there was there was a kind of um uh tweet thread i saw it was like you know it is it's inevitable that a country will buy Bitcoin, it will. It has. It, it will happen because, and if it hasn't already happened, it will. And actually, you know, we know some sovereign nations already are holding it because they've confiscated it and they haven't yet sold it. And then, you know, maybe in time they'll realize what they've got. But you know, I think it's Max actually, Max Kaiser, who's saying like the the speculative attack is so easy now because you can just print if you can print your own currency, exchange it for. US dollars, buy Bitcoin, sit on them, it's done. And once that cascades, it it's um you just can't you can't put the genie back in the bottle. There's there's
0: absolutely no way. And then you Mm. can't pick the top of the price because No.
1: And that's what other people like people are trying to do now. It's like saying, Yeah, forty two K was the top or eighty K or two hundred, you know. Who the hell knows? But you know, there's, there's no, you know that game. That's a hard game to play.
0: And if you're still pricing in fiat after that point, you, you you're missing the point because yeah. if you're printing your own fiat money to just exchange straight into Bitcoin to try and beat the herd into Bitcoin, mm. then you know it's game over for yeah. anything. It, 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 you don't you don't price it against anything.
1: No. You, it well, you price it against you price it against the, land, against maybe yeah. against houses against you know things Your that, food, that, yeah <laughs> what you want what what you yeah.
0: need right your, your everyday yeah. purchases
1: and that and that's it and the, you know and there's a lot there's a lot of um, there's so many lessons from history you know and we could talk about the you know there's a there's a great book called When Money Dies which um, which is about the um, is is about what happened in germany in, in 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 you know when just between the two wars but when mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a different situation and 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 I I mentioned this recently to american huddle actually I said like you need to kind of read this book to see to see how this might play out and you yeah, know it doesn't definitely play out like this but but um but actually in in that um the, the books written a bit like a diary almost about this is what happened. And this is how this is how much bread costs. And this is you know, the, the, the price of public transport was printed in the paper every day. And they said today, public transport is like the base price. And then there's the multiplier. And it would be like every day you'd see the multiplier. And and this was it was like because you realise you know some things you can you know have have a fairly malleable price and some things don't and and the the winners from hyperinflation in in, in or, or certainly the 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 people who lost less if you put it that way were the were the um anyone that was producing something hard so any a uh, farmers for example you know you could you could reprice your milk or your bread each day um but you know if you if you had bought some kind of thing that that didn't necessarily hold its value then then you'd lose out or if you worked in the private sector you probably couldn't negotiate your pri- your salary every day and things like that and so you know it's 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 crazy. Like, it is crazy because we, and I say this to my family, you know, when I go on my, <laughs> my software, I don't, I don't tell them to buy Bitcoin, but what I do tell them is just try and think about what money is because you don't, like, we, you don't get taught it and no one, no one really thinks too much about what money is. It's like you, you've got what you earn or what you're given and what things cost. And you you hope that what you earn sort of outpaces what things that you want to buy cost, but but they you know who who really looks at what things what that you pay, and that's the the secret inflation. And yeah, it's um what money is is the root of all of, like root of all of this problem. Yeah, and it's if, funny. Um, go ahead ahead. yeah no no because i think you know it it has become something that's very easy to manipulate the message about what money is you know and 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 particularly you know this the, the 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 situation we've had in the last year with rightly or wrongly you know a lot of the economy having to shut down has has Maybe exacerbated what was coming anyway, but um, but it's made people realise, like you know, actually, is it what what is it all about? What's money all about?
0: Yes. And the other day I was asked to, I've got to do another session tomorrow, so I was asked to teach um, on my kids' uh, online school uh, a session uh, because uh, one of the ladies, Stacey, she does. An entrepreneurial course for the kids. Uh, They talk about business and all different things. And it is great, you know, like, eight, 12 year olds have been exposed to this in one session, and then uh, the teens in a different session. And she asked if I would come on and talk to them about money and cryptocurrency. And the I have a thesis that I think we we just inherently know this stuff. Hmm. Um, But We're shielded from it for a reason, like to your point, we're we're not taught about it. So I floated the idea to the kids that when I was trying to teach them about what's going on with um, money printing, for example, I used the example of Pokemon cards and (laughs) they all know Pokemon cards and they all know that you can get certain little silver cards and i'm like what do you guys think of the silver cards oh they're the best you know yeah yeah you never you never trade them it's like why don't you trade them oh because they're they're rare you yeah. know one kid even like he's nine he said because they're scarce i'm like right yes so you understand that you just inherently understand that yes okay yeah. now what if pokemon overnight if they printed that special card you've got if they printed hundreds of thousands of that overnight and put them in stickers and then sent them out all to the shops what would happen to your is what would become less valuable
1: yeah <laughs> I'm like, oh my god yes exactly like
0: you, you guys are getting this we must all we must all just inherently have this in built in us but somehow
1: this just you, gets it, bastardized it, get, it gets sort of like and you're right it is it, yeah i think back to yeah, collecting. Stickers. We we had you know, panini stickers, Pokemon. right? Exactly, we, like football, yeah. Premier League football stickers, and you're like, I've got, I've got ten Les Ferdinand's, but I haven't. Glenn got Glenn Hoddles, sh- shiny <laughs> Chelsea, yeah, or whatever. exactly. No, it, it, I, I wasn't collecting Glenn Hoddle uh, stickers. <laughs> I'm not that old, um, yeah. but, um, but but then but that's exactly yeah, right. when you, you think you about take the, the, the actual chel- money, the thing that you yeah. you buy everything with. You, you don't think about Husker and you trust it. And like, whoever knows, like who, who there was a, there was a period last year when I was sort of, I, I, I looked at the um, Bank of England balance sheet every week. Cause they, they, they sort of publish a a little balance sheet. I mean, I'm not even sure if it balances, to be honest. So I'm not sure if you can call it a balance sheet, but it, you know, it's like, Oh, we've got, you know, this amount that we've loaned to, to, to a certain mechanism or or whatever, and it but it's hard to know like it, it, that's not how many pounds there are that that's just what the Bank of England has and and then you've got the you know the individual banks who can then fractionally reserve loan against those and you, know, you you don't you do not know what proportion of the pounds in the world you own. Or what proportion of pounds in the world your house is worth, or a car is worth, or whatever these things. So, so yeah, in in that example, where, whereas you can in instinctively, you know, if you're if you're in the playground and everyone's got the same Pokemon card, you know that that Pokemon card isn't worth very much, <laughs> but you don't really know whether your pound, what your pound's worth, or you know, in the grand scheme of things, and but you do with Bitcoin, and that's mm-hmm. why again, why it seems like you say, like like in in intuitively, um, it seems inevitable.
0: And you also know as well when the the little skinny geek kid walks in the next day and says, "Hey, don't play with all those Pokemon's. I've got these jokemons Yeah. Uh, you know that's a side chain and yeah. uh, not to fuck with it because it's a shitcoin <laughs> and we don't like it yeah that's a it's theorem like, explained ladies and gentlemen like yeah <laughs> there was
1: there was that, there was actually one of the first I was I was going to me, me, mention uh, uh, back going back to reading this jumping back a bit um but but, but actually one of the, the 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 book that got me interested in personal finance was um, called the richest man in Babylon and I don't uh, don't I it doesn't seem to be mentioned much in 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 bitcoin circles and it's um which I don't I don't quite understand why because um it's it's actually it's basically like a little it's it's very short it's 100 pages long or something and it was written about 100 years ago but it's little lessons and 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 one of the lessons is um it's sort of told as parables, so it's um the parable of um uh, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's effect- it's effectively stacking sats. It's like <laughs> take ten ten percent of your salary, whatever you get paid, take ten percent and buy, unfortunately, gold at the time, but that's all they mm-hmm. in Babylon. And they were like, you know, what, you, uh, you know, you do that because you won't realize. You won't realize it's missing because it's gone before you've got it and you have stacked it and it will never, no one can take it away once it's there. But the second lesson is don't risk the gold that you've already got. And that's basically the no shit coin lesson. (laughs) It's like people will come along and they'll tell you there's better things to be doing with your gold than holding it as gold. But... You, all you're doing is risking losing it. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. That it's I I, I think anyone it, it'll take you an hour to read that book. So um, I'm I'm on Amazon
0: lesson. right now. And yeah, you probably I get it for free because it. it's so
1: old. It's probably
0: it's out of it's, copyright. <laughs> it's seven euros, and uh, that is that's already ordered um, mm. because that's. I, I you just have to ignore the gold
1: it. and you just have to like pretend it's Bitcoin instead of gold. But other than that, there's other, there's other lessons. It's like get a start a side hustle. The whole thing is, is actually an amazing book given it was written very close to 100 years ago. Um, the, what you can learn from that that can apply to there, you, you, you strip out all the noise um, and you're left with the same principles. So, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, George S.
0: Clayson. Yeah, I think uh, it was written.
1: It was like it was a, it was like articles in the New York Times or something like that, um, or pamphlets or something. Yeah,
0: I can't get the uh, the quick details on it. Unfortunately, to tell you when it was written, but um, that is ordered. That is winging its way Good over. Good. Good. I'll have my kids read it. Yeah. Uh, if it's that short, then um, I actually I've been bribing my kids to read books and. Because they're always like, oh, we want a pocket money. I'm like, you're not getting pocket <laughs> money. You can work for money. Like, yeah. Go, I, there's a shit ton of leaves out there. If anyone yeah. wants to go rake them up, you'll get paid for it. And it's a quick how much, how quickly the moaning stops and the work never gets done.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you know,
0: it's just we'll, we'll we'll keep playing those games. But um, <laughs> the yeah, if this is a because the books I've been trying to get them to read, uh, I, I need to switch tactics. Um. And if this is a lot easier, these would be uh, great
1: because you yeah. can break these down into like I, it's a long time since I read that book, but um, I was thinking about it again the other day, and it was it was the, it, it, uh, probably each of those lessons is only a few pages long, and you could almost break it down. Someone someone should just make a little cartoon version or something for uh, for Bitcoin because it's. Um, as I say, you'll you'll find you'll find the parallel. You'll you'll find the parallels. Maybe that's your spooky. own project one day. Maybe once, that could well, be it.
0: once <laughs> yeah. once we hit the moon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, how prepared are you for this? If I you don't had know. one orange pill, if you had one orange pill oh, left.
1: Yeah. You know. I yeah. <laughs> think about this. I. It's Who tough. would you give it to, and why? Yeah, it's a it's a hard one and i i did think about this and i think you know i think i think the 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 right answer is probably individuals you know i think i think i think to my to parents and family those are the those are that's the right answer but a few people have uh, have have done that i think that interesting or or rather it would be interesting if uh rishi sunak our um chancellor of the uk <laughs> were to were to understand bitcoin in a way that gordon brown maybe didn't understand gold or if you like the other the the conspiracy there is that he was bailing out the uh bullion banks or whatever wasn't it but uh but you know gordon brown sold the bottom of the gold market um for the uk rishi could convert the uk to a to a to a bitcoin standard and i think you know as as much as i'm frustrated by this country i do i do like it i love it you know we we have some good things going for us in the uk we've got some some nice scenery and cities and things like that and it would yeah maybe we would become great again if we uh <laughs> if, if we if we if we took on a bitcoin standard so um yeah that would probably be that was my most reasoned answer to it so yeah
0: very cool mate Very well Well, we've been going for about (laughs) almost an hour and a half um and it's just flown past um yeah it's been great fun really good we should should probably give the listeners a rest uh but where can come where can people come and find you obviously they should know your name
1: now, yeah glenn that's Hodel. it well i am glenn hoddle i i actually fairly recently because i was g underscore hoddle or something for a for a while but i managed to cat whoever whoever there was the previous incumbent of glenn with two ends hoddle h o d l or one word uh on twitter he obviously uh, he 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 gave up the 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 um the handle so uh, so that's me if you want uh as i say amateurish Charting <laughs> bits of nonsense, maybe a <laughs> chat now and again. Come and find me out, and uh, yeah, some Happy, some good old some good little, old British banter. Really nice yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Well, really appreciate you coming on, mate, and uh, taking the time. Um, any any passing thoughts for for those people? That I don't
1: are... know. I just think I think you know anyone that's not been through this before, and and I think particularly anyone that's been listening to your show. So I think you started your show at the start of last year didn't you mm-hmm. nineteen and I think if you've been if you've been listening to the show since then and are now sort of seeing yeah we've we've hit forty two k and suddenly all the noise and everything it is just noise you know the the the, the nothing has changed and 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 it is hard it's not it's not a kind of um, <laughs> cliche, I guess to say it's harder to be a bitcoiner in a bull market than a bear market. It's harder to hold on through it and it, and it's gonna it's only gonna get harder you know because we're we're in the early days twenty seventeen was this time in twenty seventeen we were like actually back below the all time high and now we're above it, so the chances are it's gonna get worse before it gets better, <laughs> but yeah. Just believe in it, look at who's involved in this space look at the art look at the the motivations between behind the people that are uh, trying to get you out of your coins I guess and uh, mm. yeah and prepare and there's an old adage, the um, the, the, there
0: are there are field traders or uh, there's there's technical analysts and chartists. And then mm. there's um, fundamental traders. What I love about Bitcoin is, you don't even need to look at the fundamentals. It's done.
1: It's written. Yeah, we've got <laughs> like it. It's out. For there. All those we have reasons. it. You so can you read funda- a book. You can read a book that's a hundred years old, and you'll understand why. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Fund- fundamentally, Bitcoin well, is going to win. It,
0: it it looks pretty good fundamentally. Oh, what you mean? Like there will never be more than twenty one million Bitcoin, and exactly. that's it. Well, yeah. that's your fundamental right there. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> if you, so if you're a fundamental trader you've, yeah. and you're missing that point, yeah. then I, I don't know what else to tell you. So, yeah. yeah. Buckle in for the moon, everybody. Um, Glenn Hoddle and I clearly two raging bulls. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> go follow Glenn.
1: Not investment advice. Not, <laughs> <We should say>. <laughs> <laughs> but probably worth a punt yeah
0: definitely worth a punt yeah all right mate appreciate it take care nice and uh, right. look forward to uh actually meeting you in real life and you
1: yeah nice one
0: hey guys thank you so much for listening and joining glenn and i with our discussion and and listening to his rabbit hole story, how he found Bitcoin, what's lighting him up about it, what uh, the, the way he thinks about it, and uh, and everything else that we discussed, just great to get another pleb on the show and j- just connect. This is what is so great about the Bitcoin space. It's it's a bummer that we don't get to meet each other in real life so often, but at least. I mean the the podcast scene has exploded. The the content on YouTube has exploded. So there is that. I suppose we we have been lucky to see just an explosion of content out there where people can at least listen into these discussions and and then start their own discussions as well. And that brings me to the point of if you are thinking about starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or or anything you know it is very very easy to just have a discussion with someone you know that there's many people around on bitcoin twitter that are dying to have these conversations and just jump on a chat whether that's zoom or telegram whatever you want to use so make use of it get out there connect because everybody's hungry for this so we will end the show and i really appreciate all of you guys that listen and rate and review and share and like and comment, whatever it is you do. And a big thanks again to Swan, swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten, and CoinFloor, coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten for being cool Bitcoiners and supporting the show. I'll catch you on the next one, guys. Thank you.